0: This is the NFL Weekend
1: Review Show on the Flex Network. Going up,
2: coming down. Does not come down with it? Does Golden Jane have He's in the end of the
1: This is the Flex Network. Unbelievable! This is the Promo
2: Flex can't get the ball down. Flex Romo on runs it up the
1: middle. Leagues gone!
2: Devisey! Touchdown! Short yardage pinched in! The dogs got it! Flex on the Flex. Manning of the gun. Third day. Crowd making noise. Manning five step. Here comes the run. Taco's got it! That's an Eli Taco.
1: Oh, low snap. He picks it up. He looks, he looks, he stands, he rushes. Oh, he's up the middle. He's running.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the Flex Network is here on this post-election day broadcast. We are here, still with no president, unfortunately, <laughs> um, but we are here. My man, uh, the Snowman is right here. He's got the shades on. Looks like, oh, he's at, uh, he's in Miami. I see over there in Hard Rock. What's up, Snowman? Oh, it is
0: great down here in sunny Miami. I mean, the sun is shining, the heat is on, and it, the Dolphins, man. I mean, the Dolphins pulling up the upset for at least in our picks this week, and they just proved to them, you know, Ray, you know, the those Los Angeles Rams, and to you guys that your picks last week were in essence a lehu there
2: that is 100% correct the dolphins oh, yeah. managed the the dolphins so far this season have managed to beat every nfc every nfc west team outside of the arizona cardinals and the seahawks seahawks beat them earlier in the year um and this sunday actually uh Arizona and Miami are going toe to toe. So we'll see if Arizona can figure out what's going on, but you know, Miami, they absolutely embarrassed San Francisco earlier in the season. They, uh, they were actually beating up on the Rams pretty good. Um, even more than what the scoreboard says, uh, in that game. And so it was very, very interesting, but, Who's our winner this week in the pick 'em snow? Hmm. The one and only right here, or what?
0: I I wonder who, who, who. Oh, that's who, me. Coming in strong this week. I didn't need the Monday night pick again. I didn't need Monday night like last, you know, the last two weeks, or, you know, for for actually the last three weeks ago. For weeks three, four, and five. I I didn't need Monday night to save my bacon because I had Miami. I had you know, granted I lost the Baltimore pick, but still, I mean, heck, even New Orleans, you know came to play against Chicago, but I feel like it was more Miami today, you know, for this. So yeah. It was it was a good week. But I, I think I'm starting to get a little burnt down here. I mean. Yeah. Just I'm getting a little burned down here. I need to come back up to the
2: up to wash. Yeah. You're you're from the Pacific or, Northwest. Or at least you're a little back bit in the pale studio. in the skin. Right. Um
0: pale. I just or, need to get I just need to get back in the studio. Hold on.
2: Well, I just mean like people in the Northwest in general are kind of pale. Um <laughs> but here's here's the here's the thing. You know, uh I went eight and six, uh mm-hmm. Cowboy Cam went eight and six, and you went nine and five. I'm still waiting for one of us one of these weeks to really blow the other two out of the water and and you know hit that like I don't know, maybe like a twelve win mark in one week or something. we
0: had no you know? one has hit a double digit win. Actually, Cam is the last person to hit a double digit win, and that was in week seven. But for for three weeks, the first three weeks of the season, we were all in double digits. Uh 13 and th- you know 13 3 for me week 1 uh 10 6 11 5 week 2 a 12 and 4 14 and 2 so yeah it's been it's been a while we've been hitting that that Dallas Cowboy NFC East uh m- level of records you know 8 and 8 or 8, yeah. and se- eight and 6 7 and 7 9 and 5 wow. you know we it's a close it's always been close the last uh as we get deeper into the season
2: so Cam is uh starting to uh it seems as though he's starting to pull away a little bit. Um oh, he's for the season games. standings. He's uh, he's up 6 games. Uh I'm I'm the closest. Well, you're right behind me. I think we're about a game apart. No, I'm ahead um, of you.
0: I'm ahead of you by one you? game. Se-
2: 7147. Oh, 72. Yeah, so you're up. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, so last I'm last year was last year was crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. because Cam and I both had multiple weeks where we were 10 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, whatever it is. But, um, this year I'm just, for whatever reason, am not as good at picking it, but that's fine. Let's talk about a couple of, uh, a couple of things that have happened, um, that, that are going down. And the number one thing that I'm most excited to see this week is that Sunday night football matchup with the Buccaneers and the saints and, uh, Antonio Brown will be on the field and we will see, you know, I picked him up in a couple of fantasy leagues. I was able to get him, and, uh, you know, I feel like everyone was snatching him up off the waiver wire. Once he actually signed with the bucks, um, but we'll see what happens, man. It should be it should be super interesting. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, as far as NFL free agent or not free agency, but the NFL trade deadline went down and it was fairly uneventful. There were some teams that called the Cowboys for Alden Smith. They Cowboys didn't want to part ways with Alden Smith because he's basically the only one that's doing anything over there anyway. Um, you know, we, we talked last week. The Seahawks were able to execute a trade to get uh, Carlos Dunlap, sending BJ Finney, a backup center who who we signed in free agency, and really weren't even happy with. Um, and I believe we sent a, a seventh round pick with that as well. So we got some some cap space f- uh, freed up, and then sent a seventh round pick. Um, then. Uh, Today, reading that Carlos Dunlap completely restructured his deal. Um, And so we'll we'll see how all that goes. Gives Seattle a little more uh, freedom with the the cap. Uh, Desmond King gets traded from the Chargers to the Titans. The Titans desperately needed that. Maybe they'll be a Mm -hmm. little bit better defensively. Um, What other trades am I missing out there, Snow? I know I'm probably missing a couple. Uh, I mean, yeah.
0: Just, I mean, again, like you said, the trade this week, trades this year was not real eventful. I mean, again, there were some winners, there were some losers, but, um, and like you said, you know, like you were talking about earlier with, you know, this week, how we're looking forward to Sunday night with, I mean, Antonio Brown's coming out this week, shelling out down here at Tampa, uh, and a lot of people are, you know, obviously picking him up more than likely on fantasy leagues. And of course, we're going to have a battle of the two leading actually the two the top two leading touchdown throwers right now in the NFL with Brady and Breeze going back and forth this Sunday you, night. You mean
2: you mean not not in a single season but in career wise for overall. Career yes, overall. <laughs>
0: And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the man has finally came out of his cave that has been surrounded by dumpster fires galore. The great one of you? Yes. Cowboy Cam is in the building.
1: <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Uh Let's what y'all talking about? What's up? What's what's going on?
2: What we're, we're going we're going through a couple of trades. We talked about Desmond King going to the Titans. Um the big news that broke, I guess, a couple of hours ago was the the news. Well, I guess the news that broke earlier today was that the 49ers, well, I guess there's been 49ers news breaking over the last couple of days, ever since that just smackdown that we gave them on Sunday. <laughs> Um, Russell doing his thing, four touchdown passes, taking care of business. The defense actually showing up for a change, and I was so impressed. They held the 49ers to 112 yards and seven points for three quarters, really three pretty close to three and a half quarters. They just were locking them down completely. Jimmy G gets pulled out, hurt his ankle, uh, george Kittle oh. comes out of the game late we find out that he fractured his foot so he's out uh, Nick Mullins has entered we learned that uh, the 49ers the 49ers have placed uh have have placed about four guys on their covid list and then we you know with all the the 49ers are so hurt already. And then you add all this stuff to it. We might've seen the last snap that Jimmy Garoppolo ever takes as a 49er because word on the street is his cap hit for next season is somewhere around 25, $26 million. Mm Uh, Chris, Chris Buckner. We appreciate you tuning in, catching the show. Um, but we we have, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, the, the breaking news today was that Matt Stafford is being put on the COVID-19 list as well. So he'll be out this Sunday. Um, there's things going down, man. And so uh, you got to make sure you take your tests. Stay away from people that don't live in your house and yep. that you don't work with and all of that good stuff. Yeah. But here on the Flex Network... We're in uh, three different cities, baby. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can just we can keep rolling. Um,
0: oh yeah, it, you, know, you know, know our you screens
2: know. show that we're only about an inch apart from each other. But uh, Cam and I are a little bit closer than the snowman. Uh, the snow before you got on, Cam. The snowman was in Miami, and he took one of those Durant, Dwayne the Rock Johnson jets and just flew across country, just in no time. Look, he's back in Miami already. He's oh, just celebrating. Oh. I'm just celebrating I'm Miami myself. putting it on. Yeah, Miami put it on the Rams so this weekend, so bad. So, so, so yeah. let's let's go let's go ahead and do this before uh before we get out of control here. Let's roll um let's let's go ahead and roll into the games from last week. Um, I'll do a quick recap and, w- and we'll stop on a couple of games here. Let's start with uh, the Falcons beat the Panthers 25 to 17. I was really hoping the the Panthers were going to pull it off. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater, their receiving mm. core, and all that. Um, Seahawks beat the 49ers 37 to 27. Um, do we want to stop there for a second and chat about that game?
1: Yeah, I think we could stop here for a little bit. I mean, first I maybe. Mean, I okay. Now I don't really have much to say besides Russell Wilson was in his bag. That's basically all I got.
2: Yes, sir. That is correct. Snow, go now, ahead. I know you got a few thoughts there.
1: Yeah,
0: I got a few thoughts. I mean, yes, and I'm pretty sure everyone out there with Seahawks is, you know, fretting a little bit because we let the niners slowly crawl back in in the fourth quarter but here's the thing guys just relax relax you know yes we were dom- we were dominating on both sides of the ball we allowed the niners to crawl back in after you know around the time jimmy g got injured and he's done for you know essentially almost for the season i mean maybe he'll come back for a couple games but the smart thing would probably just to seat him and see how far this backup quarterback can lead him. And who is the backup quarterback again? Nick Mullins, baby. Nick Mullins. Okay. So Nick Mullins comes in, and he starts to get things rolling with the Niners. And you know what? I'm sitting watching this game like, you know what? Okay, he's doing good. And, of course, the defense, again, with that bend-but-don't-break mentality that they have, they kept the throttle on and, you know, they, they allowed some things to happen, but it wasn't a complete, you know, Oh my God, we're collapsing. It was, it was a normal thing for a Seahawks. (laughs) And of course, Russell Wilson, chef, Russell, MVP, Russell, just cooking, just cooking up stuff down here in Seattle. And I, I felt good about this game entirely. Should the defense, you know, held a little bit stronger. Yes, but, of course, the Niners are essentially just going downhill now because their quarterback's done, essentially, except for maybe a couple games, depending on how well his recovery is. George Kittle's done almost at the exact same time, maybe an extra week. Maybe he's done for the season and just you know sit him and see how he feels. But the Niners... They're done. There's no way they're going to make this a comeback, you know, a, a season to t- try to come back from. So it's going to be a very, very interesting second. I want to say second half for the season for the for the Seahawks as we head into week nine.
2: Yeah, so some takeaways that I had for the game. Number one, obviously, was uh to me, there there were two players that really shined in this game. I mean, Russell Wilson was a constant, but um, he gets enough love for just playing the quarterback position in general. Quarterbacks you generally get a lot of love, um, but I'm going to give one one player on offense, one player on defense. Um, the player on offense, ladies and gentlemen, Megatron 2.0 has arrived. DK Metcalf. From the get go, was a man. He he runs what they. It, Snow, you wouldn't know this because you don't ask Cam. Cam's my quarterback. When you run um, complex uh, and routes as a uh, as a gentleman like myself does, I can tell you that DK Metcalf runs. Or ran in that game what what certain coaches call a box route or they call it a crosser or they call it a dig or a drag but basically you run in about 10 to 12 yards and you come straight down the line from the left side across the field so you can cross the quarterback's face russell wilson throws the ball a little ahead of him so he can run with it catches it Gets around the DB and just turns that corner, and that was all she wrote. He went about 40 something yards to the house, touchdown. DK Metcalf later, caught, caught a deep ball. Then he and then he ran a uh, he ran a post from like the three-yard line into the end zone with a DB on his back, caught it another touchdown, ended the day with uh, I think about 161 yards and two touchdowns. Your top mm-hmm. receiver from the week in fantasy football, if you're counting, that's about a 40-point game, and that's a, that's twice as much that you need from a receiver, but you know what? I'll take all the points I can get, so I'm not complaining. But he was a man amongst boys. Uh, there was no DB out there that was really on his level. He could have done more, but there really wasn't a need. He was killing it. Um, so he's my uh, offensive player that game, and my defensive player that game was – Oh, reliable right there in the middle. He's like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of people talking about Fred Warner, who really has outplayed Bobby Wagner all season um, because he's not playing on the world's worst defense or one of the three worst defenses in football. Um, um, And Bobby Wagner has been. The Seahawks defense has been historically Strug bad one. this season. And so Bobby Wagner shows up he says how about 11 tackles two sacks and and one murder on jimmy garoppolo and so um he he destroyed jimmy garoppolo on one run um and so you know it it's just one of those things man and, and they have been uh they looked real good I'm just its oh, a yeah. great bounce back game. And it was a good week to win because you're talking about a Miami Dolphins team that took care of the Rams for you. Mm-hmm. And then you beat the 49ers. That's a division win. And then you win on top of it. Um, and then the only thing that could have been better is if Arizona was playing and found a way to lose, but they <laughs> were on a bye. So that, didn't, that was not a possibility. Um, and so I was just, I was just, weight. I was impressed, man. Yeah, I was impressed with the win. Um, I thought in the first couple of drives that the offensive coordinator uh, uh, Brian Schottenheimer for the uh, um, for the Seahawks, I thought that he was, I thought that he was kind of being weird and calling crazy plays and all that stuff. And then, and then there was one point when I thought he was he was calling bad plays. And then you look to the other side where you see uh Kyle Shanahan running there. The 49ers are in a third and 14 and Kyle Shanahan comes out and runs a wildcat play. I'm like, that is, that's gotta be the worst play call of the season. Cause a wildcat play is not going to get you 14 yards unless there's just, unless you've completely (laughs) tricked them somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, Nine times out of ten, that wildcat play might get you a couple yards, but teams are—they know how to recognize wildcat now. This isn't, this isn't the the old days when the Miami Dolphins came out with the wildcat and no one knew how to stop it. Good times. fixed it. Yo, did that just give you all the feels right there? Yeah. Like man, that, that was sweet. I remember that. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it was just impressive, man. I I I thoroughly enjoyed the win a little bit more probably because it was a 49ers divisional opponent but mm-hmm. um i just thought i just thought they looked really complete on sunday and i was happy to see it what about you cam what would you think
1: um i didn't have i didn't take too much from the game because going in i knew the seahawks were the better team um the 49ers are who we thought they were when we seen how the injury report we have seen the injury, yeah, man. Like they're 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 beat up to a pulp. They have no receivers. Uh, now they're not going to have Trent Williams just coming up week. And uh, yeah, it, it, I didn't I didn't um I didn't think too much of the game. I was just like the Seahawks are the better team, hands down. But I gotta say, this was you uh, flex, Mike. You said it perfectly. This is the most complete game that I've seen the Seahawks play all season. Um, and so can they build on that going towards the playoffs? I think
2: right. They can. And, I, and I think they can. Yeah, they definitely can. Um, you're talking about a team defensively next week that uh, Carlos Dunlap's going to be on the field for us, wearing number 43. You got guys like Rasheem Green who are coming off of IR, who was consistently in the backfield before he got hurt. You got uh, Jamal Adams finally making his return 100 percent healthy should have made his return last week but uh you know uh there's ESPN 710 in Seattle they do a uh, Monday mornings after the games they do an interview with Pete Carroll and he they kind of just go over everything they I think they have him for about 30 minutes on Monday mornings but um he was saying that the groin is healthy for Jamal the thing that kept him out last week is he was sick he had some type of uh some type of like crazy sinus thing he and you know, he just struggled to get on the field last week and so um that was really what kept him out of the game. But let's keep it yeah. rolling. Um, we got the Bills beat the Patriots twenty-four to twenty-one. Titans lose to the Bengals thirty-one to twenty. No, <laughs> <laughs> you, so you can you can you can keep that paper bag to the side. We don't need it. Um, hey, we, hey hey hey! We all chose the Titans, so just remember but, that we hey, all chose. The I Titans. had
1: an arg- I, I had an argument on why I should choose the Bengals. That's all I want to say.
2: You did. True. And I'll, then I'll give you d- that. Despite, but... Hey, despite the negativity that mama snow was just tossing in our direction. The Raiders because we because we all went with we, we, we all went with the Raiders, right? The <clears> Las <throat> Vegas. Raiders. And they took care of the Browns 16 to 6. Baker Mayfield's not good at football. It's trash. I'm, just, I'm here to say I, it. Here. Here to say it.
0: <laughs> but I think we could all agree it the Raiders versus Cleveland Browns. It's the Browns. We're all gonna pick the Raiders. Come on, come on.
2: Well, in in theory, it's just like every now and then the Browns show up and drop forty points, and you're like, well, "Where did that come from?" Well, I
0: think we can all officially decree that the br- old Brown is back, the paper bag wearing, sad dog, tear eyed gonna- is all back and. It's all good in Raider v- Nation, everybody, and
2: I don't, I don't, let, want, I don't want to me,
1: write the Browns off. Um,
0: time out, time out. Yeah. Oh,
1: she.
2: Oh, it. we we, we <laughs> got, got the thumbs up. up. We got the thumbs. up. We got up. the approval. But, yep. Um.
0: But yeah, I mean, the old Browns back, baby. That's all yeah, I got to say. So,
2: so one of the things that's interesting about this game is, um. The Browns' defense is obviously doing their thing. It's the offense that's lacking because if you tell me that you slow the Raiders down enough to only allow them 16 points, if you only score 16 points in today's NFL against teams like Seattle or like even even with Dak, right, when when Dak was healthy, you will lose that game. You have to score more than 16 against these prolific offenses. And so, if mm-hmm. you, if I mean, I'm even talking just a top ten offense. Um, the Browns defense did enough to get a win, but the Browns offense obviously was not there. And so, no, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it moving from there. Yeah, um, Colts take care of the Lions, forty-one to twenty-one. I was dead wrong on that one, right? Did I take the Lions? I'm sure I did. You? Yes, Wasn't you me.
0: did. Me and Cam were the only one were the ones that took the Colts. Hey, well, you, line, you, line, you were, you were line saying were you were basically trip. thinking that it, they were gonna be rolling over Phillip. Well I mean <laughs> why not? The,
1: the Lions came the off an impressive oppres- wind.
0: Oh no, sorry. You I forgot, song, no, I but... forgot Phillips not with uh yeah, he yeah, Indy was yeah, he's with Indy now. But yeah, yeah. you were thinking yeah. that was gonna be a roll over rivers kind of day, but come on, it's it's you, the, I mean you, Detroit you, you had you an played opportunity, song, or, but
2: yeah, you played that song, but I didn't think that it was going to be like a blowout. I thought that it was going to be a lot closer. Um, and so, yeah, they take care. It, of it doesn't have
0: to be a, a blowout, you know. If you're sacking well, rivers you say, and just rolling them when, over, then
2: well, when you say rolling, them. normally they say, "Oh, that team rolled." Like kind of what, kind of <laughs> what Alabama did to Mississippi State this last Saturday. They rolled them <laughs> out the building. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, they, so, they pitched a shutout.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um okay. Uh Vikings beat the Packers 28 to 22. The Vikings defense of 3 years ago somehow oh. showed up against the Packers and uh I know a lot of C- Seattle fans are rejoicing because that's the, like the main team in the NFC that's in contention for like the number 1 seed with us right now. Yes, um, that's all. Yeah, but one of my best friends is a Packers fan and so like I sympathize with him. And and you know what I told him? I'm like, "Dude, when you play when you play a divisional opponent, no team knows you better than your own division. And so it's just so hard. I And I literally texted him and I said, I think it was the middle of the fourth quarter. And I said, the the, the Packers are playing the exact game that the Seahawks played last week when we played Arizona and lost to Arizona. It's just, mm-hmm. they give you, they give you these headaches, man. And it's just something about it. That it's like your division just knows you better than anybody else. And so, um, Obviously, that's, you know, to a Packers fan, you're like, that's annoying because they're supposed to yeah, be here's the th- one of the things. Yeah,
0: here's the thing. We came on the show and we were all thinking the same thing. The Vikings are not looking good this year. Green okay. Bay is literally on fire. But again, I mean, and it's one, like, I, like I've said with the Dolphins, you know, they somehow find, you know, they'll, be a thorn in someone's side but it's those teams at the bottom that in your own division that will try obviously they'll try to find some way to put be a thorn in your side I mean heck out of all the games last week we all three of us together we missed on the Thursday night game the Carolina game we missed we all got that one wrong we got the charger game wrong and we got the Green Bay game wrong so, three I guess what to say about we, those we
2: Chargers?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but three games we got, we all got picked him wrong. So, yeah. And the Green Bay one, that one was to me was the shocking one that Green Bay rolling so, mu- so far this year and they just let the Vikings come in and just shock them. Wow. I, I was, I was, I would have put my money, I would put $500 on that to say that Green Bay was going to beat the Vikings. Here's
1: the well, thing it's I wouldn't, have, most I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have, I'll go ahead, folks.
2: Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's most crazy about that Vikings win is those teams are so mismatched that the Vikings had no business being in that game, but, the fact of the matter is they just Green Bay could not stop Dalvin cook because there wasn't a receiver from Minnesota that was really doing any damage. Dalvin cook had four touchdowns, by the way, four touchdowns. When you add the extra point to the end of those four touchdowns equals 28 points, which is the (laughs) amount of points that Minnesota scored in that game. So, Uh um, Justin Jefferson, the young kid out of LSU who's having a pretty good season as a rookie was non-existent. Uh, Adam Thielen, non-existent. Uh, any, uh, any of those tight ends, non-existent. It was really just Dalvin Cook, and they just couldn't stop them. Um, but here's the sure. thing that's yeah. crazy. And- Here's the thing about it, is when you, when they eventually play Minnesota again, and we do our picks, I'm going to pick Green Bay again, because Green Bay could roll out there and beat them by 40. That's mm-hmm. just how they are. It could happen, what were you gonna say, snow about uh Minnesota and Green Bay? uh I mean, literally Green
0: Bay right now they're going they're gonna be fighting up an uphill battle right now in the run game. Defenses right now are going to be more focused on the pass game right now. I'm um, stopping that passing attack that Aaron Rodgers has because if I remember correctly, I saw that Green Bay's running back situation is down to their fourth and fifth options because their top three are, are COVID and injury. So that they're not going to be running the ball as much. So defenses now are going to be scouting and keeping the knot, you know, just thinking we're going to play the pass, you know, defense. We don't have to worry as much as the run game defense. And we can, we can blitz, and not have to worry about, you know, oh, they're going to have some severe threat in the run game now.
2: Right. Uh, Cam, give me your two cents on this game. What do you think?
1: Um, basically, the Packers' run defense is really soft. Uh, I think they're really good. They're basically – they're really good once they get a lead because you can unleash uh, Preston Smith and Z'Darrius Smith – you can just unleash them you know you know you know you're going to be pass rushing the whole time um but when a team is able to just run the ball control the clock the packers are at a disadvantage they're at a disadvantage you know and even even though we all know the vikings are tanking this kind of goes to show that Zimmerman and his core of guys—they know what they're doing. But I think they're going to do a brief rebuild for the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to—they're going to get rid of you know a lot of their star players. But they just go to show, like they go to show that we can handle the Packers whenever we, whenever we want to.
0: Uh, right. Before you get into it, I ha- I want to ask Cam, what are they tanking for? I mean, the Vikings you, are you not know even. What
1: you know, I know what but, they're taking for. But here's the
0: thing. They're not they're not going to be able to catch up to the Giants. Or, sorry, to the Jets. They're not going to be able to catch up to them. Oh, no. That 08. Not that guy.
1: Oh, that's, but, not who that's not who they're taking for.
0: Well, I mean, literally, looking at the league-wide standings, you know, Jets, mm-hmm. Giants, Texans, Jags, Falcons, the boys, Pats, Chargers, and then the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So that would, if we if the season ended right now, Yep, that would be your draft order right now. You know, if it, because yeah, they don't do like that, that whole you know we'll pick. I believe only like,
1: only three only three of those teams are taking quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, because uh, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, NFL does you know the order of the you know how everyone finished, and then they go on to, okay, okay. Super Bowl, you know the conference, you know playoffs, wild card conference, and then uh, how everyone finished in, with the Super Bowl. So. They would not realistically be at the bottom and get that first overall pick unless they trade for it. So,
1: yeah. So what? Two. That's, four, that's, six, that's, eight. That's, they're up not, nine. Okay, Trevor Lawrence is not who the Vikings want. That's not who they want. They don't
2: There's want Justin Fields. I mean, he they, may would, not, they, don't they, would they would not
1: even
0: be either. back. Trey, I'm going to tell Lance, you who
2: they're going to take.
0: Trey Lance hey, is going to fall thank right you. in their lap.
2: 100 percent so trey lance snow in case you don't know about him north dakota state university do you know how close north dakota is to minnesota oh, right there <laughs> dangerously close perfect i could throw to a rock. Him. if i'm in if i'm at the mall of america in the parking lot outside in <laughs> minneapolis minnesota ball, let me get let me get a good uh let me say quarter size rock I could throw that bad boy to North Dakota State. Okay. 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 Hold on. Let me, let me throw that how close.
0: far that. Let me let me throw how <laughs> far that uh, that is.
1: But no, Trey Trey Lance is definitely going to fall right in their lap. Um, that's I think that's what they goes. have the eyes okay. on. Uh, they'll be able to they'll be able to run the same offense that they're running now, but I think that they'll give more responsibility to Trey Lance that they don't give Kirk Cousins because everybody knows. When you ask her Cousins to throw the ball a lot, you're not going to get a victory. It just doesn't happen. Right. All right.
2: So, Snow, check this out. Okay. So, they could get that guy. Everyone knows that The only thing that they could decide that they wanted to do Minnesota is if if for some crazy reason they decide, oh, we believe in Kirk Cousins, which is not likely. I think that they're probably going to go Trey Lance. But for the off chance that they don't, they could decide to because you have to keep this in mind, right? If they're going to keep they're going to keep rolling with Mike Zimmer, then Mm -hmm. Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach. He coached Mm -hmm. in Cincinnati for years, and that's the reason they went to the playoffs all those years in a row is because of Mike Zimmer coaching that defense. And uh, they were a very good team defensively. They were hard to beat. But anyway, the the real thing here is you could see them maybe go early in the first round or something like that and get a defensive end, maybe get a linebacker or something like that. But – that would just all depend on kind of what's going on with uh, the players that are entering the draft and stuff. And so um, it's, who knows? It's I personally, to, or I at pers- least for quarterback
0: yeah. wise, it's going to come down to, is this the quarterback that they're going to put their chips behind and it's going to give the keys to the kingdom to? And is this the quarterback that the players are circling around and saying that's a quarterback. So, oh, yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. We know what's going on in Dallas. We know that Dak is that's who that team is built around and that's who they're gonna roll with. So yeah, they're gonna wait on him. Minnesota are uh, what's you know, it's a little different. Do we yeah, it's a lot different. Do we is it a hundred percent, you know, we're this is our guy, this is you know, we're building towards around. We're gonna get wide receivers, we're gonna get an offensive line with him, you know, running backs, we're gonna build around this guy and make him our franchise quarterback or is this just someone until you know savior you know that mentality of that's who we're going to go get in the draft or in a trade you know to say like oh we like that backup quarterback down there at green bay or we like that backup quarterback going on in um new england you know just as a you know throw out there i'm just naming teams for that part
2: Check this out. I got both of you a piece of beef jerky. I want you to chew on this for a second, okay? Chew on this. So Minnesota drafts Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, right? You move mm-hmm. on from Kirk Cousins. You put Trey Lance in the quarterback room, but obviously you're you're probably saying, well, he's not going to start day one, so let's bring a veteran in in free agency. A good veteran for them to bring in in free agency would be a guy like Jameis Winston.
1: I like to be jerky. Have I like to be jerky. So, I like
2: it. I like to so, be jerky. So you well bring Jameis Winston in. And here's the thing with Jameis Winston's snow is you bring in Jameis Winston and it's a win win situation. You're not gonna have to pay him a ton of money. Yep. And then you have Trey Lance over here on the other side. And if Trey Lance proves that he's at least Jameis Winston caliber, you roll with Trey Lance and you start him over Jameis Winston. But well, if Trey Lent isn't, he can learn a lot from – because Jameis Winston can teach you a lot from yeah. a quarterback yeah. standpoint. You just don't trust his decision-making. Listen to your quarterback coach when it comes to He was blind. He
1: was blind. That's
2: what they say. That well, is what they say.
0: How long is he Mi- signed for Mi- down, 40, in, 40. down in
2: Bayou?
1: One year. One year.
2: I think it's oh, out so one, one year. year. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let he can
2: easily come to Minnesota they could pick him up on a, on on another one year deal and it it wouldn't be that big of a deal and so um yeah they could easily do that
0: yep one um, year he signed yeah. for one year 1.1 1. 1 mil with a, a base salary of 9952
2: right okay nine, so let's nine, keep it oh. let's All keep right. it rolling on these uh recaps um okay chiefs take care of the jets like we expected 35 to 9 <laughs> Dolphins beat the Rams twenty-eight to seventeen. Appreciate that. Um, Steelers take care of the Ravens twenty-eight to twenty-four. And my oh my, have the Steelers snuck out the last two weeks? Um, That's Cam's AFC team in honor honor of his pops. So uh, yeah, let's go. That that's cool. And then here's my dude. Listen, I got a bone to pick with this dang team. The the Denver Broncos beat oh, not the, not the Los not Angeles Chargers, thirty-one to thirty. Everyone wants to talk about how the Atlanta Falcons are these choke artists, twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl, and then they, you know, then they lost to Dallas this year, and they've blown leads since that game, and all that stuff is like, oh, you know, Atlanta's the choke artist, all that stuff. But dude, go. And look at the stat book for the Los Angeles Chargers for the 2020 season. How many leads have they blown? Dude, they lost 31 to 30 to a team that has multiple players on IR on the offense. You know, the Chargers are supposed to have this great defense. The Chargers are sitting at 2 and 5 now. And they they should easily be sitting at 5 and 2. That's how crazy True. it is. Um, and, and so that game's annoying just from the standpoint of them losing that game. They blew that game. The uh the the Broncos hey, hey, did not win hey. that game. Yeah.
1: Hey.
2: Drew Locke Lock
1: is that Locked guy. With I to say. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that I game was just great. I, like I like I'm I'm liking Drew Locke. I'm liking it. Um, hey, is it time to start questioning Anthony Lynn?
2: The head Not coach yet. for
1: the Chargers. Is it time? Is it Not time yet. to question
2: him? No. Not no. yet. I give him one Not more yet. one more year and I'll question.
1: Because man, he's blowing he's blowing a lot of leads, dude.
2: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, no. okay. Then then I, we roll to do you have something to say before I keep going. Oh no,
0: I I think we're I think I know where you're coming up to next, but and I want to nominate this oh as geez. Our laugh out moment of the week. If you're going to the windy city of Chicago and the Bears That
2: is where I'm going.
0: Ladies and gentlemen.
2: So S- Saints take care of the Bears twenty six to twenty-three final in overtime.
0: Uh, Give the, the people the synopsis on.
2: now. Give us the synopsis there. What what went down in that game?
0: Okay, so apparently during some you know, it's some random play. Two two men decide, you know we're gonna get at it, you know, pull off you know the mouth guard on one and he tosses it after a little chirping, just tosses it late a little bit later in the game. We get this, you know, not even paying attention, you know, not you know, cameras on this, and all of a sudden we see this fight break out between two men and the replay, at least, you know, and all heck breaks loose with that. The replay shows after the play is done, home dude just comes walking, up you know, got, you know, the Saints player is not even paying attention. And shoved in the face, you know, it looked like it was a shove to the face, like, what the heck are you doing? And then a punch. And we got a fight. It's like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, Since when did you know? I understand Chicago's, you know, have a lot of fights, you know, a lot of scraps there, but that was just too crazy. And literally, what the? F- <laughs> they so crazy to say the least. We had a fight night. At, I loved it uh, I loved at the it. At, at what Soldier Field? They're still playing Soldier that, Field, yeah. yeah. We had fight night at Soldier Field <laughs> over a mouth guard that started this whole thing. So that is my literally
1: <laughs> moment of the week. <laughs> uh, I gotta say the 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 DB that got hit. Uh, I think it's what Chauncey Gardner Johnson or something like that. He's been a pest to a lot of receivers and basically he ran into the one receiver that was like, nah, dog, I ain't going to let you slide. And I got to say it was the highlight of the night watching that fight. It was definitely the highlight.
2: Yeah, that, that reminded me so much of just like, Cam, you know, cause you've, you've circled the wagon. Like I have dude is this semi-pro culture that exists in America <laughs> is like, that reminded me of a semi-pro football player thinking he's so good. And then he gets mad because some dude beat him at something and he decides he's going to fight him. Like that's the most ridiculous thing ever, but uh, let's roll on. Oh, Saints take actually, care of the bears. twenty-six twenty-three.
0: Actually, I had one more laugh out, mo- laugh out loud moment. And It was not. It was not. I just now remembered it. It was in the Raider game. And I, I want. I just want to make sure. Did you guys, you know, see what happened in this Raider game?
2: Tell me. I want to know. So
0: the Raiders are lining up for a field goal kick. They get. You know. They get centered and get right. The kick is up. And the wind blows not only the football and the goalposts left. Literally. The kick was going straight, straight, and then that ball just went hooked right. And if you see the replay on that, you could also see the goalpost decide to swing itself <laughs> oh my god uh... Uh, i saw the high I, I, I saw it on my phone i'm like the uh, an alert like oh you know weird you know field goal action i'm like what you know like, and i watch it and it's like i see it and again what the f-? <laughs> are you kidding me and the thing the Funny. thing is that just well, you, should, you know, and mom was like, Well, you should have learned how to kick, you know, read the wind better. I'm like, it, The wind literally just came in and went <laughs> blow. It blew yeah, the it was, ball. It was, on, it,
2: it blew the goal it was post. on its way straight. Yeah. It was on its it way straight. And in. then he decided to take a turn.
0: It said, um, "No, nope, okay. I'm going that way.
2: So. so, two last games. Two last games are. Um, Eagles beat the Cowboys twenty-three to nine, and then the oh, Buccaneers. Minute, minute, minute,
1: wait a, wait we're gonna,
2: we're gonna, we're gonna go back to that one, so don't worry. And then the Buccaneers beat the uh, Giants twenty-five to twenty-three. So much for that Buccaneer team that everyone thought had the league's best defense. I guess they right. technically did, stat-wise. But um, Daniel Jones was tossing that thing all over them, yeah. couldn't stop them, and then. There was actually a questionable pass interference, not pass interference call. Flag was thrown on a two-point conversion. um, Basically, and then they picked it back up and they said, not P.I. You can't do that. Well, the guy, the the ref that threw the P.I. was the back judge. And then the ref that blew it off was the one who was the line judge who was looking down the goal line, which is where the play was happening. And so... The line judge has, I I think in that situation, well, the better view, but I think the line judge in that situation has uh, more power and can Mm -hmm. say, hey, no, no way. But the cool thing that I like about for as much heat as referees get all the time, the thing that I like about the referees that I've seen this season is that when they come together, two or three guys to talk about something, they get the call right for the most part. And you yeah. haven't really seen that in past seasons. And so I liked seeing that on Sunday night football because it was kind of like a challenge, but it, it wasn't really cause the rest were talking it over. And I think that was a situation where he was like, it looked from the backside, like it was a PI cause he got there early. And then the line judge was probably like, well, yeah, he got there early, but he touched the ball before the, before the offensive player yeah. ever touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Plus, in that situation, that's a Daniel Jones inexperienced play because, Cam, you know this because you and I I play flag football, right? And so flag football is is about timing and it's about position a lot of times. And so, Snow, in a route like that, you do not want to hit the receiver on where he has to turn back to his right to make the catch. You want to put the ball out in front of him down that line. So he catches it, gets his feet in bounds and walks out of bounds and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Daniel Jones had bad placement with that football in that play. And so, uh, but let's move on to the game that everyone really wants to hear us talk about. And that is the Cowboys and the Ben DiNucci train uh, taking on the (laughs) Eagles. (laughs) <laughs> 23 to 9. The Cowboys, dude, the Cowboys actually had a lead at halftime. They Carson Wentz played a horrible game. He's not a good football player. He's not a good quarterback. Probably, I've dude. said that so many times. Carson Wentz had two picks. He had 123 yards passing and two touchdowns. Is that not the grossest stat line you've ever seen in your life? Oh, it's no, one of them. One. Yeah. And he fumbled twice. Yeah. I forgot. So he's responsible mm-hmm. for four turnovers um snow did you watch the game as much as i
0: kind of wanted to turn in to see this dumpster fire i did not watch this game
1: that's what it was, what it was.
2: okay i, I mean, watched it my been, wife my been. wife was very irritated we we live in a split household right so like i'm a seattle fan my wife's a cowboys fan she's from the dallas fort worth area th- i'm sorry so, for you yeah, well that's fine because she, she likes the Seahawks too, but she when it comes down okay. to it and we're head to head, she'll always take she'll always take the Cowboys. Um again, but sorry. uh you know, it is what it is. She was really irritated and I was in the room watching on a TV in the room. I was actually folding laundry and then she was in the other room. And dude, just Ben Denucci That's just a tough D line to have to play your first game um and so and so he he was harassed he was harassed and and it's not just it's not just playing that first game it's the fact that you have to it's it's the fact that the cowboys are on like their third string offensive lineman it's just it's worse than normal circumstances and so you know it's already against him enough and so i kind of felt bad for the kid but uh Cam, I'm gonna turn it over to you because I know you got some things to say. So let me hear it.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't do a, a end of the game show because <laughs> I wanted to wait. I wanted to hold it in. You wanted to fester. Yep. Wanted to build. I, and I wanted to make sure I watched the film. Step number number one. Terrence Steele is our worst offensive lineman, and yet somehow he is still in these football games. If you notice. Ben Denucci's running away from Terrence Steele's side because he does not trust Terrence Steele. He's that bad. He does not trust him at all. And so he's trying to just run and roll away from him. Two, Ben Denucci, get rid of that sidearm. Good lord. You did you, you did it a lot, you know.
2: I, I like This is not like football. get rid of it.
1: <laughs> like he he threw some funky sidearms. There was times he could have ran for first downs and he did not Um but I don't want to I don't want to grill him too hard. You know, he's a seventh round draft pick. Uh number three, Kellen Moore. Um her, I don't want to be hard on Kellen Moore either, but dude, just run the football. For the first time this season, we were successful at running the football. And then you want to call some reverse plays. I saw what, four reverses? Four reverse plays called? That's uncalled for. That's unnecessary, especially when you're running the ball successful as we were. We were killing the Eagles. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, they were killing them. But Mm -hmm. Kellen Moore's play calling got in the way of what should have been a Dallas Cowboys victory. Now, I didn't pick them to win. I didn't pick them to win. All three of us picked them to win. I didn't didn't pick them to win. (laughs) But it was the fact that if you watched my pregame show – I said Carson Wentz will give you a chance to win the game. He'll turn the ball over. He turned the ball over two t- t- two times more than what I thought he would, and so it's kind of funny. The Cowboys defense shows up. Hey defense, hello defense. How's it going? It's it's great that you're here finally. Um, but no, Kellen Moore's coaching got Sean was
2: in the house, baby.
1: There we the, go. The, hey, look
2: at the when the great Sean white Lee hope.
1: Played.
0: Um, I think we can clarify something. They showed up for half the game.
1: No, no. They played – no, that defense played the whole game. The score might have been 23-9. to But remember, there was a – Ben DiNucci got strip-sacked. Connor Williams had uh, one of the Eagles linemen on the ground literally trying to strip the ball out. So the guy's down by contact. The ball comes out. And the refs don't blow it dead so the Eagles score Oh, Actually, that I off did back.
0: see I saw that I saw that monstrosity. I literally tuned it. I act I, I didn't it watch the whole cool. game. I tuned in for the for that crazy that, strip yeah. snack run for the hills. No what the heck is going on? Touchdown. And but and of course I have the phone, I have my phone right in front of me and I have the <laughs> highlights. And yeah, you got the defense was in it for the first half and then philly started kicking field goals and getting back into it and then touchdowns and then just craziness galore because once you guys hit that nine spot it was done over with
1: oh yeah you guys. But, Oh yeah.
0: but yeah i mean and back to your point for the rushing i mean yeah dallas outran philadelphia they were it was a 133 for dallas to 119 in the rushing yard and passing you outgunned them too by third by twenty nine yards. God, Carson th-
1: Wentz, you're so bad.
0: One thirty two to one oh three in the passing yards. So you outgained them.
1: Carson Wentz, two
0: sixty five so to two twenty two. But of course, what killed you was just. I mean. And actually, you know what? I'll even I'm gonna continue. You had time of possession at thir- at 32 and, and you know 50 seconds to 2710. You had two interception picks. You Break were even on, on you were even on the fumbles at two at two apiece. You're th- you were screwed on the third down conversion at twenty five percent to a thirty seven. Yeah. But the penalties, the penalties kicked you square in the crotch. At a seven to four, but yeah, it was it was just you looked good, but and even played good, but screwy things happened, and it—that's
1: the Cowboys that, for you. And and of course, yep. Thank you, player. It, of course, be patient. Just wait; they will not let you down. They are an accident waiting to happen.
0: And it happened again. <laughs> so much that Stephen A. Smith on ESPN is, he's just Didn't tired even of fun. He, can't, he even can't make fun, make fun of them anymore because this season is just what well, I, I got nothing left to troll these guys with. It's, I, I, I got it's nothing. Done. It's done. It's over. It, it, this season has broken him. For trolling Dallas, officially this season has broken him for trolling. Well, now we may get him later in the season. Oh, he'll be there, back if there's hope. If there's some yeah, hope, he'll be back. But right now, it's it.
2: Okay, it just let's what, let's do this. Let's go ahead and roll into our picks of of the week, um, and get our picks started. Um, and let's start with our Thursday night football matchup. You have the five and two Green Bay Packers taking on the four and four San Francisco 49ers who are going to be without the best tight end in football. George Kittle who are going to be without Jimmy Garoppolo going to be without, uh, their running back and their backup running back. And the running back after that, they're going to be without three guys. Um, They're going to be without uh, Brandon. Ayuk. they're going to be without the other receiver. Can't remember his name. Um, And then there's a chance. There's a chance that old Debo comes back this week. Uh, We don't really know who's let me see who's on the injury report. So Tevin Coleman announces out Demetrius uh their linebacker out, George Kittle went to IR, Richie mm-hmm. James receiver questionable, Jaquisky Tart safety questionable. Um Sheesh. as far as Green Bay, as far as Green Bay, Kevin King is out. Um their safeties out and their backup safeties out for Green Bay. Um Aaron Jones is questionable. We'll see if he plays or not. Um, the matchup predictor on ESPN actually is predicting that San Francisco is going to win Uh 59.9% thinks that uh, San Francisco is going to win. Um, that could not be m- any more dead wrong. Uh, Green Bay is going to win and it's going to be a landslide. Green Bay is favored by seven still with that matchup predictor being kind of weird. Um, but let's, Let's go ahead. Cam, give me give me this one. Who who do you got in this one?
1: Uh Packers. Packers. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the 49ers. I, I think they're ready to tuck it in and find their next quarterback. Watch out for Matt Ryan.
2: <laughs> oh, geez. Um okay, Snow. Snow, who you got?
0: um literally, this one is just crazy to believe. I mean, literally, if it, it feels like they're they might as well just be playing their practice squad right now. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Uh, it's just just so crazy to think that all these people are out. I mean, Jimmy G's out. Kittle's out. Uh, uh, wide receiver. Uh, I cannot say his last name. I- Iwiki? Iwiki? Brandon. I- no, Brandon Ayuk. Thank you. Ayuk. And, of course, uh, Samuel's out, too. So, yeah. Niners got a lot of outs, Packers have a lot of questionables, a couple outs. Um, but and you know, to say the least, Rodgers has not been great against the Niners, he's four and six again, including playoffs against San Francisco. So it's, it's just a toss up for me, but. The way that the Niners are acting right now and looking right now, this is an injured, riddled squad. I'm going Green Bay.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm on both of those. Green Bay. I think that Aaron Rodgers is, um, when you talk about uh, Pro Football Focus uh, ratings and rankings as far as quarterbacks this season. Aaron Rodgers is only behind one person, and that's Russell Wilson. And uh, he's playing excellent football, especially considering the last two years he's kind of been on a decline and and people have really been saying that he doesn't have it anymore or, he, or he's starting that decline, whatever. But he is playing at an all-pro level this year, and he is tossing that thing. Devontae Adams is a beast. Um, and Tanyan, the tight end that they have, there's a beast, and uh, it really doesn't matter. So, uh, give me Green Bay in this one. And I really don't even think it's going to be competitive, which is my favorite part about it. Um, okay, let's roll to Sunday. Sunday, we have Seahawks taking on the Bills in Buffalo. Seahawks at six and one, Bills at six and two. Seattle's favored by three points in Buffalo. Um, let's start with Snow. Snow, who do you got in this one?
0: Oh, this one's very tough. I mean, Russell is cooking. Bills Mafia is playing at all time high right now. One of their best. I mean, it, this is tough. A six and two Bills, six and one Hawks. Russ is and has been killing it. You know, eat, You know, when he goes east uh Russell is 9 and 1 career wise against the AFC East so it's I would I want you know you know of course I'm going to go with Seah- Seahawks but I mean the Buffalo Bills and let me, let me I've and let me straighten this out right now the Bills right now they are a team to beat right now and they're going to be a tough team to beat To say the least, they are going to be a very strong team in the AFC, you know, not only AFC East, but in the AFC itself. It's going to come down to the Bills, Steelers, the Titans, and, you know, of course, I'm going to put Baltimore in there, but I don't know if the Colts sneak in, you know, as a dark horse under the radar like and you're oh, leaving
2: no. and you're leaving the chiefs out for some reason who and of course, are the, and, oh yeah and
0: the chiefs i forgot the chiefs
1: and that's not bad. I, I thought he said Chiefs. so that's what
0: yeah I, I forgot oh, I that, like, but, like, yeah the chiefs I too like, the chiefs the too world? and the raiders i'm gonna say and the raiders get you know as a dark horse oh, I, I again it's one of those things where you look how it is right now the raiders you know, they're still in it down there in the AFC West. They've already beaten the Chiefs once. I think that they could pull off a second victory, you know, once they play play them again. And it's going to be a very interesting AFC division, an AFC West division going forward. But for this game, uh, Seattle, Buffalo, I'm going Seahawks. It's going to be a tight game between these two with Buffalo and Seahawks.
2: Okay, uh, Cam, I know you're real high on Josh Allen. Um, let me hear who you got in this one.
1: I don't trust your defense. I don't trust that Seahawks defense.
2: Yeah, but um, Jamal Adams is coming back. You're adding Carlos Dunlap. You're adding another D in Rasheem Green who's coming back who's was playing well. Um, I mean, we'll see. Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. All right, okay. go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you know that I'm not going to go against Seattle. I, I think that's one of the greatest things about the Seahawks is there's no team in football that, that we can't be competitive with. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a sign of a organization who's kind of doing things in, in the right way. And, and I like that about our team. Um, give me Seattle. I think that, if they can find a way to fight with um, some of these receivers, I think Stephon Diggs is the main problem. Cole Beasley's not as good as he used to be. Um, our, our run defense is I'm not tripping. Um, Cole Beasley is not used in the same way that Dallas used him. Cole Beasley um, just and racked so- up
1: a game with 12 catches. You better better be careful.
2: Okay, well, he's going to come across the middle and he's going to get that good old, as my boy Ryan Field says, he's going to get that (laughs) good old boom daddy from Jamal Adams. (laughs) So go ahead and come across the middle one time and see what happens. And I dare you to run any type of wide receiver screen because KJ Wright sniffs those bad boys out like nobody's business. He's probably the best linebacker in the NFL when it comes to sniffing out those screens. I don't know what it is about him, but he's just able to diagnose it so fast. He's blown up so many screens this season. Anyway, um, I think our defense is gonna—they're st- they're, kind of on—they're going to be on that uptick a little bit. Uh, last year was a good first step, or not last year, but last week was a good first step, and and they're moving in that direction of kind of where they want to be. And here's the thing: Seattle's offense is so good that. The, the defense doesn't even have to be good. They just have to be, like, mediocre. If they're at least mediocre, then we can win any game that we play in. Um, Bob, Bobby Wagner kind of does his thing. You know, he he was killing it last week. I want to see that continue. I want to see KJ Wright continue to play well. I want to see Jamal Adams come back and be what we know Jamal Adams is. I want to see uh, – Carlos Dunlap get in there and put some pressure on the quarterback. Very physical. I think when you have a good D end that your defensive tackles uh, naturally are freed up to kind of create some havoc. Uh, Seattle's been one of the better teams in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run this so far this season. And so um, I'm looking forward to that. And so I think that if you can shut down Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, then you can, you can really slow down a lot of the things that they do. But here's the thing. Josh Allen can run, dude. He's got a sneaky, just very deceptive uh, uh, scrambling ability. And so Mm -hmm. I want to see those things happen. And so um, if we can make that happen, then I think we win the game. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, If we were to have to lose a game, I wouldn't mind it being this one because it's against the AFC team. Um, but I still wanna win. I don't really care. Well, and so um this, and this, this would look this would look good on the resume because they're six and two. This would look very good on the resume. So um Yeah.
0: Um and just one last little thing. Uh the if this is gonna be yeah, again, if this is gonna be a game to lose, then it might as well be this. But the defense is as long as the defense can have that again, another bend but don't break mentality, then this will be right. a Seahawks game right here. But if they have a break mentality and come in with that, you know, we're going we're doing OK, you know, and then they just get into that high pressure situation, close game and they break and they just let the floodgates open. Then Buffalo's just going to run rough shot on them and the wagons will go straight on through.
2: Right. OK, so let us keep rolling here. Let's get through these games. We got Broncos at three and four taking on the Falcons at two and six. Atlanta is actually favored by four points. Cam, where are you going on this one?
1: Go to snow. Broncos.
2: Okay, Broncos and Falcons.
0: Denver has won the last three has won three of the last four games, even though they've, of course, they lost the first three, so they're yeah not bad um i'm going to you know feel like this one might be a trap game in the words of cam this is going to be a trap game the falcons 2 and 6 broncos 3 and 4 not real high on the horse for every, you know for both teams last time they played against each other was august of last year It was 14-10 to Broncos, so close game on that end. I feel like this will be another game that Matt Ryan lets slip out of his hands. It's at Atlanta. I feel like Denver is going to get another – I think it's going to be another close game. It will be a a very tight close game, but I think – Broncos pull it out Give me Broncos Okay
2: Okay. you're going Broncos Uh, You ready Cam? Go ahead Yeah You know what
1: That's my dog Drew Locke That's my dog and He he just has that dog mentality in him Like he's never out of the game And I like that There's something special brewing uh, There in Denver So go ahead And you know what Go ahead and give me, yeah, give me the Broncos
2: over the Falcons. Oh, this one's tough because I uh I really am with you guys there with the Broncos, and I think that the Broncos are gonna win this game. But a part of me is like, man, because both of you went Denver, I kinda wanna go Atlanta just to kind of shake things up a little bit.
1: Well, um
2: I think I've I think both of you are punks and refuse to shake anything up when it comes to picks. You guys aren't taking any risks. You're you're just over here going with your Tana uh, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on.
1: Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a wait a wait a wait a, wait a, wait a minute. I want to play traveling offsides clipping. clicking, hold on,
0: Taking risks? Do I need to go back down to Miami again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do I need to go
0: back to risk. Miami? Because let's I, see. How's that a risk? Who picked Miami I last week? Who picked Miami Dude, last week I, and
2: won? I understand. I, That's not that's Who not a, just because they've been and one. Oh my me. god. Just because they've been historically bad that does not mean that that's a risk this season. Miami has been good this season. They've been knocking people off. Chicago at one point was uh Cam uh, catch me if I'm wrong, but were was Chicago not 4 and 0 at one point or something like 3 and 0 at least? I
1: think
2: they were 3 and 0 for sure. No, yeah. uh, no, yeah,
1: 4 and 0. They got 4 0, so. yeah.
2: Yeah, so it, catch me if I'm wrong here, but um, those teams aren't exactly. It's not like it's not like I'm like, hey, um, the Browns are gonna beat the Chiefs, okay? I didn't say that. I'm just saying that with a couple of picks here, I have willingly sacrificed weeks. Of being competitive with you guys and losing weeks because remember when I picked someone who did I pick over the Chiefs? I picked someone Excuse over the Chiefs. At who was it?
1: Oh no, no no no! I had a sneeze. Sorry, Excuse <laughs> <you> <laughs> okay. <laughs> excuses.
2: Okay, excuses. Okay, I'm you just saying. Well when it comes Chiefs, to this they game. Lost. Yeah, but it for a second there it looked kind of close, but then the second okay. half started and then it no, was no, out no, of there. Um, I've had more.
0: I've had more out on the limbs, and I've won a majority
2: of them. Um, to, anyway. We'll the, the, season, the, the, the whole yeah, point. I just want to say this.
0: Place right now. I just
1: want, I just want to say this. Place. The king is loving listening to the peasants
0: as they bicker
1: <laughs> amongst each other. As I sit my atop whole throne.
0: Hey, you're only six
1: up. You're only six
0: games up. We still got a long way to go, brother. <laughs>
2: okay. Here's the thing. My whole point was that I think that Denver is gonna win this game. Um, but a part of me wanted to pick different because you and Snow both went Denver. Um, but it's Atlanta, so it's like so hard, and I don't—I don't think that Atlanta is going to have no. Calvin Ridley, who's easily their go-to receiver right now. Um, and so I'm gonna have to go Denver with you on this one, but just know that I really wanted to pull the trigger going the other way because I really love so Drew Lock. Yeah. Um, so I
1: believe the bigger—I believe the bigger risk is us taking Denver. Because Denver once again is doing it without its star players. Like, you know, they're they're doing it with the young core guys, so it's a bigger risk to actually take Denver over Atlanta.
2: Yeah, but but I Atlanta is garbage, and I think that Denver was gonna at least be respectable with <laughs> I think that Denver was at least going to be respectable with their star players. You know, if they had their players, they would be respectable. Um, Okay. Let's move to the next week. We got the five and three Chicago bears taking on the five and two Tennessee Titans, Tennessee's favored by six cam. I'm going to go to you first. Um, Tennessee's been slow at the gates past couple weeks. Um, Chicago still doesn't really have an answer on offense. They're pretty terrible on offense. But tell me who you got in this one.
1: Um, I'm gonna. I know everyone's gonna is pretty critical on Tennessee at the moment. Don't mind the slow starts because just before that, we've seen Derrick Henry rush for over 200 yards and Ryan Tannehill throw for 300 yards. You know that rare 300 200 duo. And so they've been they've been a little slow the past few weeks. Uh, I think they'll be able to get back on track. Uh, give me give me the Titans because I don't trust Matt Nagy now. Like now I'm starting to think it might be Matt Nagy's play calling because I'm watching the Bears. Like I'm watching them, and I just don't trust the play calling. So give me Tennessee over the Bears.
2: Okay, Snow. What about you? I'm
1: kicking. I'm kicking it over to you.
2: Take this one. I want to see where you're going to go. So Tennessee, like I said, slow starts. I think A.J. Brown was shut down a lot last week. Um, The strength of the Chicago Bears is their defense right now, specifically their secondary. Um, I think that A.J. Brown is going to have a tough time um I saw that one of Tennessee's wide receivers was carted off last week it was I believe it was Adam Humphreys is that who that was um so he was carted off and so he's more than likely not going to be available you get carted off it's usually a pretty big deal um and so a part of me wants to go with Tennessee because I am like really believing that they have a bounce back situation going on. But then I look at Chicago. I'm like, okay, strength of their team is their defense. What do they offer on offense? Nothing. My high school team could beat them on offense. They're that bad. Um, But I think they're going to do their best to really slow the game down this week. Tennessee is. And I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. Here he goes. Okay. Go, Go ahead, Snow. Go ahead.
0: So, while this game, yes, Tennessee has won two of the last three games against Chicago. This is going to be a very, very competitive game between these guys. And this is going to have implications for both of these teams. Uh, Titans looking to hold on to that AFC South lead against them. Colts at 5-2. and two. While the Bears are looking to stay pace with them Packers in the NFC North. Uh They're one, one and a half game back. Actually, no, they're half a game back. Uh They're sit, Green Bay sitting at two and one Chicago one and oh right now in the division. But and of course, you know, playing division games, that's going to be even more fun. Um but to say the least while i do you know want to go with them times because i have said that they are going to be i have a feeling that they are going to be the afc south champs i am going to be different from the both of you so give me the monsters of the midway give me A team from a certain town named Chicago Bears.
2: (laughs) Okay, we got that. Let's go on to both teams are sitting at five and two. It's the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore's favored by two and a half points. Snow, keep it rolling. Who you got?
0: Indy uh, 6-0, and oh, taking on Baltimore all-time, including the playoffs. This is going to be a very, inter, you know, very close game uh, while I am feeling on the Colts a little bit. However, I feel the Baltimore Ravens will finally bust out and get payback on them Colts for all the times that they've been bashing on them. So give me Baltimore.
2: What about you, Cowboy Cam?
1: So these Ravens are about to play a really good defense in the Colts. I've been feeling a little feisty here. Give me the Colts over the Ravens.
2: Okay. um, I don't think that the Ravens can afford to drop two straight, so I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. But know that I'm right there with you, Cam, and I really wanted to go – um, with you, but I, I just don't think there's any chance yeah. that the Ravens are dropping too straight, and I think that's the overwhelming factor for me. Okay, okay next I we still, got... Yeah, uh, Ravens about, about drop too. I think they'll
1: force some turnovers out of Phillip Rivers. He's done a great job of taking care of the ball the past few weeks, but I think that Ravens defense might force some turnovers, and then they'll run away with the game.
0: So okay. you're saying... <laughs> hey, you went. Yep. You went. Ed. <laughs> but yeah, Balt. I agree. Baltimore cannot drop two. They're mm-hmm. right behind. They're two back from Pittsburgh. They need these games, especially once they get another round of division games under their belt. So they need these.
2: Right. Okay. So next, let's go. The three and five Panthers are taking on the seven and one Kansas City Chiefs um kansas city's favored by 11 i'm gonna start here i think it's a no-brainer i think that the panthers just don't have enough um their receivers are gonna have a long day against the this defense that kansas city's rocking i'm gonna go kansas city in this one and i'm gonna go to cam who you got in this one cam kansas city or carolina yeah i'm gonna go as well i I
1: can't i can't afford to put any faith any more faith into the Panthers every time I pick them they lose and then when I don't pick them they win so maybe they might get a win here with me not picking them we'll
2: see okay uh snow go ahead give
0: me them chiefs (laughs) I I have no faith in Carolina right now going up against a seven and one KC. they're too strong right now Uh, it (laughs) Literally. And let's see. Uh Carolina. Yeah, they're sitting third in the NFC South. They they and they need to get back into it, but unfortunately not against the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Um, okay, let's I'll move on. The two and five Minnesota Vikings are taking on the three and four Detroit Lions, a Lions team without Matt Stafford. And more than likely without uh, Kenny Galladay, I believe, um, was injured this last week. So he'll be out. And so I have zero, 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 zero faith in anything that Detroit's trying to do without Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford really carries that team. And so um, let's let's go ahead. I'm going to go with Minnesota in this one. There's no line on it, by the way. There's not – it just – just has nothing and so um cam tell me who you got in this one lions or vikings
1: uh no stafford no kenny galladay two important pieces to their offense uh give me give me the uh give me um the vikings just unleash dalvin cook and you'll be fine
2: right yeah i, I think the vikings are going to take care of business there um snow what about you minnesota's one five straight on detroit
0: they're going to Minnesota, uh, and this is a division game. This is going to be deciding who's going to be jumping who for the third spot and trying to put up a fight with Chicago and Green Bay going down the line. Uh, and both teams need this game. They want to keep pace. Uh, Detroit's 0-2 in the division. Vikings are split at 1-1. and uh, I'm rolling with the Vikings.
2: Okay, so we all go Minnesota across the board. Next, we have the one and seven Giants taking on the two and five oh, Washington no. football team. Washington favored Another by two and a game. half. Another division game in the lowly NFC East this time. Least. I, per- I personally am going to take Washington in this game. Um, I, I don't know. There's <laughs> something about. There's something about the Giants that they play to the opponent uh they play to the level of their opponent. Like last week the Giants really played up to the Bucks and they've played down to their opponents in other weeks and so um yeah, I'm going to go Washington cam who you got this one?
1: Um I like what I've been seeing from the Giants. Like they're building, I like it. Um but that front once again, that front seven for Washington is just out ridiculous. Give me Washington
2: over the Giants. Okay, Snow, what about you?
0: Uh, the Giants have won four straight on them. Watch them call uh, And again, the, so oh, wait a minute. Everyone took Washington? I just want to double check.
2: Yes, yes okay. we both took Washington.
0: So, yeah. The, and again, in the NFC least division – this division is wide open. I mean, with this game, Giants could jump the Cowboys if the Cowboys lose the, this coming week uh, and be a game out from this, from the whatchamacallits and even be closer to Philadelphia. So, literally, the East is the wild, wild least right now and anything, actually, I, I don't even need to say it because
1: anything's possible.
0: And this NFC least. And I am hopping aboard the train with you guys because we're going Washington. And then watch McCall.
2: Okay. Um, Next, we have the battle of two teams that are both sitting at one and six. Um, The Texans are taking on the Jaguars. Houston is favored by seven. I'm going to start with Cowboy Cam. Uh, Cowboy Cam, who do you got in this one?
1: Uh, you said Houston's taking on the Jaguars, right? It's
2: a, yes,
0: it's South division uh, match.
1: the Jags are, I believe, in tank mode. Uh, I believe, like, now, like, now they're like, all right, we've com- tried to compete in every game and it's not working. Give me the Texans over the Jags.
2: Yeah, and, and Gardner is not playing in this game. So that's a whole nother yeah. uh reason there. I'm right there with you. I'm gonna take the Texans over the Jaguars on this one. Uh Snow, what do you think? Oh, Minshew's not playing? No, I don't believe so. I think they put him on the COVID-19 list or something.
1: Let me So one of those things.
0: Check. I mean, yeah, Houston has one five straight on Jacks. Um Jaguars. Oh, he's on the injured list, so oh damn, that's that's tough. If Minshew was playing, I would be still rolling with them Jags. But I'm gonna hedge my bet here, and I'm going to play it safe. I'm roll. I'm gonna be rolling with Houston this week.
2: Okay, um, next up is the Las Vegas Raiders at four and three, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers at two and five. The line is 100% even. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start it off. I'm taking Las Vegas in this one. I think they're going to find a way to beat them, and then I'll kick it to Cowboy Cam. Who do you got?
1: Give me the Raiders over the Chargers.
2: Raiders and Raiders know who you got I have a feeling though <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: again another division matchup in the AFC West this is gonna very well determine who's gonna be keeping pace with the, ch- the them Chiefs uh Raiders one and O in the division the Chargers are in O and two in the division um I feel like this is gonna be another Raider victory and keep up and keep pace with them chiefs i mean if they can win out their division they will rep them afc west banner heading into the playoffs so give all of us the
2: raiders the raiders Okay, um, let's go to potential to be the blowout of the week, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 7-0, taking on the Dallas Cowboys sitting at 2-6. and Pittsburgh's favored by 14. Go ahead, Snow.
0: I think we can all agree here, and I, if anyone here would probably join us in this, but I think we call this like the New York Jets you know, season. We officially yep. all decree... We are going Pittsburgh because there it's not it's
2: not official. It's not official unless Cam raises his hand. Does he raise his hand here? Yes. Oh, he raises his hand. Okay. We all we all go Pittsburgh on this one. uh, Okay. If
1: y'all if if y'all haven't noticed, we don't know who we're gonna start at quarterback, Garrett Gilbert (laughs) or Cooper Rush. So honestly, the sports the sports analysis person inside of you. Do not pick the Cowboys at all. Wait a minute. So, what string of quarterback you were on? Oh, we're on the they fourth. Were...
0: What happened to your third? Yeah, the third didn't play too so wall... good. So now we're on the fourth.
2: Potentially the fifth.
1: <laughs> yeah, potentially the fifth. Oh
0: so, my god. So basically, yeah. we're on another p- practice squad.
2: Yeah, mentality. Basically. All right. Okay. Let's let's, let's roll on the on. next game. We got the Miami Dolphins at four and three taking on the Arizona Cardinals at five and two. Arizona's favored by four. I personally think Arizona wins this game by a field goal. Cam, who do you have in this one?
1: Uh, give me Arizona. I think they win by seven.
2: Okay, uh, Snow. What about you?
1: Oh,
0: I mean, this is going to be a good game. Uh, actually, you know what? Maybe a, a little bit. Better game than what a lot of people might think. I mean, Dolphins sitting at four and three. They're kind of falling back in the AFC East. Cardinals sitting at a lovely five and two, still, you know, it's that three headed monster over here at the NFC West. Them Seahawks, them Cards, and them Rams. Um, Arizona has won three of the last four games against Miami. However, I feel there may be something brewing because I've said this once and I'll say it again.
2: (laughs) Them dolphins seem to
0: find a way to be a thorn in people's sides and screw with them. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going back down to South Beach. I'm going down to Miami. What are you doing? And Where catching you... some rays. So, give right, me them piss he boys
1: because, right, you're gonna regret this.
0: Because okay, I mean, come on. They also they're they're still looking for that kicker. And wait, hey, did you find him?
2: Hi. I'm looking for Ray Finkel. They found him. So, yeah. Here's the deal, Cam. Mike,
1: Mike, you get the the Ray Finkel thing, right?
2: Of course I do. Ace Ventura, dude. Of course I know. Yeah. Dude, you have to remember, I'm the oldest person on this podcast, right? I'm 32 years old, okay? (laughs) You think I don't understand Ace Ventura?
1: It still blows my mind that you're 32.
2: Yeah, so if you knew that, if you knew who my wife was, I know you don't know her that well, but if you knew her a little bit better, you would know that she loves Ace Ventura, and that if somehow I didn't know who Ray Finkel was, I'd be sleeping on the dang couch. It's terrible. I
1: swear, anyway, I, swear I swear, the Dolphins have somebody on their team named Ray Finkel. You who's, the who who, who's the guy? Who's the guy? He scored a touchdown. He scored the scoop and score off for Jared Goff. I, I could have his name wrong, but I thought it was Ray Finkel
2: as well. No way it's Ray Finkel. The whole NFL world would be losing it if there was a Ray <laughs> Finkel.
0: Be, the world would be set on fire if there was an, a legitimate person named okay. Ray Finkel.
2: Okay, so we got two more games left. Let's go to Sunday Night Football. The 5-2 and two Saints are hosting the 6-2 and two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Antonio Brown, baby. He's back. He's off his suspension. He's grateful to be back in the league. He's with his best friend, Tom Brady, and he is just so happy to be in the NFL. Tampa Bay is favored by five points. Cam, let me hear it. These these two teams
1: are two teams I don't like picking. Because I know what I know what's gonna happen later down the road. So I hate picking them now because like I'm just waiting on the, the inevitable to happen. Ah in this case, I like the Buccaneers defense. Give me Tampa Bay over the Saints.
2: Okay, snow man. Are in you gonna stay in back- Florida? You're not too far from Tampa, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not far from Tip. I mean, heck, I can go grab me a sword and go join, jump on the Jolly Roger if I wanted to. That I'm so close. Uh, in a game between the battle of the top two all-time passing leaders who are literally on this seesaw of trading, they're tied. There's a lead. There's a tie. There's a lead.
1: <laughs>
0: and the Saints... And, and this is a division game too, so this is going well, to the going to be a very key factor in who is going to rep the a- NFC South. Hmm, Saints or Bucks? Damn, that's a tough choice. But you know what? As much as I want to go go on down to the Bayou and get me some some good old jambalaya, so, you know, jambalaya will sound good with this, but. You know what? I'm hopping on the pirate ship. Give me, I'm rolling down to Tampa Bay. Give me the sword and get me on that Jolly Roger.
2: Ah. Shorter commute. Completely understand it. Okay. Now for the official Monday night football um, Whoa, what um, was your score. Who
1: did, yeah, did you pick? Yeah, Who did you pick?
2: Oh, did I not pick? Okay. I'm going Tampa no, you Bay. You did not pick. Um, you, okay. Tampa you Bay. Tampa Bay. Right. Tampa. Bay. Okay, anyway, let's get to it. Monday Night Football. Patriots and Jets. Everyone, raise your hand. Okay, we're all going Patriots. Okay, we got it. They're favored by seven over the Jets, but we need a score prediction. So, Snow, I'm going to start score, with you yeah. score prediction.
0: Oh, God. This is... Alright, my score prediction, let me see what their last... At least the last time that they actually... Played hopefully. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with that. Give me 33.
2: 33 to what?
0: Well, this no, this is just total points. Total points. He's going. down. Yeah, we are doing total. Remember, we're doing total points for the tiebreaker. Oh, okay,
2: you, okay. So you want 33, Cam? Let me hear. Who you, uh, you pick? You pick Patriots, obviously. But tell me how many total points.
1: Give me the uh you mean 28 total points
2: okay and I'm gonna take the over give me 34. oh that's good... that should be in so the- one t- one took the under one took the over okay so that is great okay great so we have finished our picks for the week. we are the Flex Network I'm Flex Mike at Flex Mike 11. You can find me there on Twitter. You can find me uh, running the Facebook, uh, the Flex Network on Facebook, um, at the Flex Network One on Twitter. You can find my man, Cowboy Cam, down here, at Cowboy Cam 11 on Twitter. You can find him on his Cowboy Cam Facebook page, breaking all the Dallas Cowboys news you could possibly need. The Snowman. at AJS Dead Snow on Twitter, his personal account. And then he has his wrestling account that he runs for the Flex Network at FlexNet underscore PW Elite for all your wrestling news that you could possibly need. He will be live tomorrow night on a Thursday night. Um, oh, yeah. So make sure you check him out. He's got some things to talk about in the world of wrestling. Um, and word on the street is, boys, that the. Uh, the uh producers for the last dance documentary for Michael Jordan um is producing a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary.
0: Mm. All right, all right, oh hell yeah. And there's Which also one in the mix, and there's also one in the mix for one Vincent Kennedy McMahon for Netflix.
2: So um Until next week, we are the Flex Network. We will catch you guys later. Peace.